Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Oh, <laughs> you know you're not even a top four. No, I don't see oh. it. I don't see it. I like Ten Hag, but I just don't see it. You are listening to House of Football, brought to you by Sports Joe and William Hill. Hello, I'm Eric Lawler. Welcome to House of Football with Sports Joe and William Hill. This is episode 20. Delighted to say, in the studio, we have the podcast stalwarts of Alan Colley and Robbie Redman. Lads, very welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us again. We have so much to get through. We want to talk about the Women's World Cup. We want to talk about the start of the Premier League season and also a potential four or five horse title race in the League of Ireland. Right then, lads. What's you have our breakfast this morning? Now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start off with the Women's World Cup because, like, I mean, uh, like fresh off the, the 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 hot off the, the news. What's the word? Hot off the what? What press. Press. Hot off the press. There we go. Ask the press man what the word is, and it's press. Hot off the press is Colombia going through to the quarterfinals, and they will play England. Uh, France are about to take on Morocco uh, right now for uh, the last the last quarterfinal place. The World Cup, the Women's World Cup. Al, you've been working on it. Obviously, I've been listening to your dulcet tones as co-commentator on a lot of the games. And I have to say, I'm really, really enjoying it. I've loved it, Eric. Yeah, I really have. Um, and I've been fortunate enough, as you say, to work on it. It's been, uh, I'm very grateful for that. But just in terms of the games themselves, you can even see, because I did the Euros last year, the women's Euros, and you can see even just how much the gap has closed, even in that short space of time as well. Between the weaker teams and the stronger yeah, teams. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I just put it down to even from following our own kind of women's team and now looking, as I said, at the major tournaments in terms of the Euros and the World Cup as well, they just look far better coached. And I think when you look at women's football, and football in general now, Eric, there's data on absolutely everything, <laughs> on stuff like you've had for your breakfast. Oh, the yeah. only man I ever knew that could actually tell you what you had for breakfast when he was doing a rundown of an opposition team was Brian Kerr because when we were under 14 we'd be away playing against Latvia in a, in a European qualifier and he'd be able to tell you what the Latvian left full had for breakfast what foot he kicks with what his mother's maiden name is the whole lot I heard a good one about Kerr before actually uh, Dion Farning used to be here told us that Duff had just signed for Chelsea for like 16 million and Ireland had a friend against Canada and he gave him Kerr gave him a DVD about the Canadian right back <laughs> Really, yeah. yeah for, a friendly, to, for a friendly, for a friendly, I just saw you for, for Chelsea for like sixteen million. The, the attention to detail was unbelievable. So I think, um, in terms of the game now and the date, as I say, that's available to everybody. You can do your homework, your research on every team available, all the players individually. So I think that's helped the game as well. And then when you look at the structure of the team as well. Obviously, there's a long way to go in terms of the technical side compares to the men, as we know. But the way they're set up structurally, they're obviously well able to take instruction on board, set up tactically. You see a lot of defensive teams. Vera got criticised heavily for being so defensive. But it's right across the board or uh, in absolutely. the tournament, you know. Uh, you mentioned Vera there and, you know, she was criticised, I suppose, for her performance at the World Cup. But I think the dust was settled. And you look back, we went, we were competitive on all three matches in a really tough group. Nigeria, we got our first ever World Cup point, nil all. And it shows you... What a good point that was when Nigeria pushed England to the penalty collar yesterday into penalties, lost out on penalties, but could have won the game, hit the crossbar twice, mm. you know. Um, I think that puts Ireland's performance into a bit more perspective, and uh, and I hope, I hope, I really, who's, your, who's your tip by the way? Sorry, who is your tip now? I tipped Spain. Yeah, I've kind of changed since. Too. I'm not changing fully. I know who you're going to say. Still there, but I love Japan. I know you were going to say love that. Japan. Yeah. I love Japan. I absolutely love you're them. You're going to be doing an ads on Japanese TV now. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, Eric. They're so good, honestly. Technically, yeah. um, in possession, they're obviously so dangerous. Counter attack, and they can play both ways because they played Fran- They played Spain, who were my tip, and destroyed them. Abs- but they destroyed them with twenty percent of the ball. <laughs> yeah. so, so they destroyed them by just 
four attacks, four goals. <laughs> yeah. Spain had 7,963 <laughs> passes, but couldn't break them down. And then they played in the game that I covered against Norway, and it was the complete opposite. Japan had, had 7,900 yeah. passes and were able to break Norway down. So... I've I've really been taken by Japan. I think the tournament is wide open though oh, because really you mentioned there about Ireland's performances. Australia were brilliant yesterday. Yeah, brilliant. And got Sam Kerr back now, and not brilliant in in a footballing sense, but brilliant in how they went about the job in terms of Denmark had loads of the ball, but they were quite happy just to sit off them, sit deep again, like we say with Vera. But they were sitting in deep. But they have a superstar in Caitlin Ford and again it was balls over the top counter-attack stuff and banged had such a cutting edge at the top end of the pitch so Australia I think are in the mix as well and mm-hmm. obviously they have the home crowd and Sam Kerr is back now she came on for the last 50 minutes to place the roof nearly lifted off the stadium when she came on it's amazing the impact one player can have oh, as no, well. yeah. and the confidence that will give them going forward so dear me too that I think um, Japan my favourites Australia very much in the mix and I can't go away from Spain because I tipped them at the start yeah and there's England there as well you and know? England, and England there like, as well I mean, I mean, and Nigeria you mentioned there sorry Eric but yeah. Nigeria should have beat England yeah you know but they're still there England they're still there and that's the thing like you know and England have a lot of quality a lot of strength and depth as well they will miss Lauren James now who stupidly got sent off but anyway we won't dwell on that uh, right so what I'm saying now is uh, Vera, Vera Pau's Ireland okay it puts it into perspective that the performance was probably a lot better than we yeah. had initially mm. thought we were you know it was fresh we were very emotional I suppose after the games and reacting to the way the games are but our next competitive game for that Irish women's team is against Northern Ireland in the Nations League it's at the Aviva and it would be amazing if we got a massive crowd or um, cause like I think with Vera as well, Eric, that like I'm not happy the way it's panned out. It's gone a bit sour, mm-hmm. and obviously whatever's going on personally between the the squad, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We hear plenty, but just the football side of it, I was very critical of her. Just the the Katie situation where the position she was playing, your best player, and then Denise as well were the two that I wanted, obviously further up the pitch. But that's a footballing decision. Yeah. But in terms of this stuff with Katie and Vera, I'm a hundred percent in Vera's camp for that situation. The player can't be, <clears throat> the player can't be calling for substitutions, no matter who you are. The manager has to make the call, and she's a hundred percent right in that regard. The stuff afterwards, where I feel now, you mentioned it's it's, it's people critical of the the style of play, but I'd say a lot of people were tuning into that World Cup, and it's the first time they've ever seen Ireland play. Yeah, yeah. and and the, and people can be quick then to jump to conclusions. Whereas if you look over the course of the tournament as well, not just Vera's reign where she's always played like this, but you look at the course of the tournament and all the teams, and I've seen a lot of them now. They're all defensive, yeah. But yeah. The, but the difference in maybe some of the elite teams, they might have one or two superstars at the top end of the pitch that can make a difference. Whereas we were playing our superstar at left foot, yeah. So yeah, that's the yeah. criticism. It's the same in men's football, Eric. Like we always want the Irish team to be more expansive. And I'm saying to the lads, you're watching the matches in the office. Like it's almost a familiarity watching the women's team. It's still watching an Ireland team. We're still prioritising corners and set pieces, doggedness, yeah. and like we shouldn't be trying to get away from that yeah. too much. And people are probably expecting too much. So, the, but the results are really kind of put in context how good of a job has been done really yeah, really has um, so as I mentioned that next game for the Irish game next uh, full senior game is in the Aviva in September and I hope we get a packed Aviva for that uh, speaking of the Aviva <laughs> um, you were there on uh, on Sunday for the uh, the, the, the Manchester United uh, under 12s <laughs> Against Harry Maguire. <laughs> now I'm not sure Harry Maguire's under twelve, but still, um, 
There was obviously a huge controversy about it because the match went on sale. Uh, when it was launched, it was launched by Manchester United going, the superstars are coming back to Ireland. They're, you know, our spiritual home, all this kind of stuff. And uh, and they, even in the video to mention it, they had videos of Roy Keane, Dennis Hero, and, and Irish legends that played for Manchester United in the past. And then... Two weeks later, they subsequently announced a friendly against Lons in Old Trafford. The day before, and when I saw that team lining out against Lons, it was obviously the United Force team and probably the team that started against Wolves next next week. And I went, uh-oh, that's going to have a knock-on effect yeah. tomorrow. Uh, you weren't the, the only one. So most fans there were very disappointed. But it, it was just the way these things go. Like yeah. These clubs, they are businesses. They're going to do this. Ten Hag wanted an extra match to prepare for the new season. So I understand. I went for free. I was sitting in the press box, like just watching, writing about Harry Maguire and how kind of the crowd reaction to him. But yeah, you would feel hard done by. Yes, yeah. like it was a lot of money to fork out to yeah. watch reserves and. And I suppose the, the the ones I felt sorry for were the the, the young United fans, the little kids who you know, and, and even at the Viva there, I watched a bit of the game and. Uh, some of them had placards saying, Rashford, give me your short. Marcy Dez, give me your short. And the lads are in Manchester going, I'm going to have to send away DHL. <laughs> but um, just, uh, I suppose, and, and then a row erupted on social media between uh, the diehard League of Ireland fans and, the, for want of a better expression, the Bar Steelers, yeah. Irish fans who support English teams. And the, the League of Ireland fans were loving it, going, ah, yeah, delirious. You should support your own. You know, support your own. And, you know, uh, uh, while I'm fully on board with that, Robbie made a great point to me uh, before the podcast and he said be careful what you want for because League of Ireland tickets at the moment they're very very hard to get should we be encouraging more well, people to go that's <laughs> it like I was saying to you that like kind of brought it the worst in both sides like obviously like we're Irish you don't be going along singing in English accents but yeah. English teams like it can be a bit but that's their money they choose to support Man yeah. United like Man United have always been popular in Ireland like and then it brought it kind of worse in the League of Ireland guys going some of the more hardcore guys going support your own should go to your own rather than looking at well, first of all, the, most of these guys wouldn't get a ticket because tickets are so yeah. hard to get now. Yeah. Like, Pats are playing bows on Friday. Probably yeah. won't get a ticket for nope. that. I've texted you a few times about <laughs> going off the bows. It's nearly impossible yeah. to get a ticket. And then the other one is, like, you have to ask, like, why are they supporting Man United? Like, Man United have been supporting for, like, donkey's years. Like, I remember reading in John Giles' book, like, he supported Man United in the 40s. Yeah. He did no TV. And he's supporting Man United. Like, <laughs> That's like a great point, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, you listen on the radio. Like, Man United had a captain from Dublin, like Johnny Carey. Like, yeah, he's played yeah. for St. James's yeah. Gate. Like, Man United has always been popular and they always will be popular. For me, it shouldn't be an either or thing. No. You can follow both. Like, I follow Pats, I follow Man United. But as I said, if all those guys start going to League of Ireland games, you still need better stadiums, still need better investment. Those lads going to watch Man United aren't the problem, I would no. say. And a lot of the guys, some of the League of Ireland guys were resembling GA fans nearly. They're oh, really? being kind of more too moralistic about, you know, that way okay. taking the high ground. But yeah. but again, it's social media, like you're gonna get this stuff. Yeah, you'll always get the, the radicals as yeah. they say. I thought it was a bad act for yeah. Man United, I have to say, Eric, it really was. Um and it's indicative of the footballing world now that it's just money, as yeah, Rob said. They're, they're conglomerates now at yeah, this stage. And it's, yeah. it, it, it's sad for me because We've had our time maybe supporting the supporting like the the superstars coming up when we were kids. It's my little lad loves yeah. Harry Kane or whatever, you know, you want to see them seeing their their heroes or idols or whatever. But he I said this to you on the podcast last year and even kind of broadening it out to that League of Ireland versus the English thing, he gets a better kick out of going down to Daily Mount on a Friday yeah. night. Yeah. He absolutely loves it because it's more realistic and he can touch it and feel it. We went over to Spurs last year and honestly, it's it's a million miles from his... An incredible stadium. 
Aesthetically. Absolutely unbelievable. But, but but the players are so aloof from the yeah, real world. Sterile. Yeah, it's so sterile. It yeah. really is. And and you never get that sense that the players they're just commodities now. You never get the sense that the player is really playing for the fans. They're no. like they, they say they are, but they're not. They're, yeah. they're, 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 they're and that's good luck to them. They're collecting a wage and they're going home and good luck to them. Whatever whatever they want to do, I wouldn't be kind of critical of that. But I suppose the era when we grew up, when it was all about that and the loyalty and the one club players and all, them days are gone. And I thought from a man, from Man United's yeah, perspective, brutal. it was really poor what they did on Sunday by bringing over a second string team. Not so much for the adults, but it's for the adults bringing the kids, paying out big money as well, Eric. And maybe people will wake up to this, the modern day in terms of what the way football is now and start if they want to get on board with local clubs but I wouldn't be one to get into arguments with if people want to no. support Bulls or they want to support Chicago Bulls or they want to support whatever people want to do good luck to them but I wouldn't be getting into you should be down supporting playing the victim on it either you know? yeah. yeah that's why the product is here like it just yeah. needs better stadiums better, more investment we were saying it's more coaching like people love football like it's tradition to nearly support an English club but as Alan's saying like it's become it's almost like going to cinema when you go to watch a match in England like they're so vacant like you can't yeah, interact yeah. with them like yeah. right last few times I've been to United I'd sit in a certain seat and the players are warming up right in front of you they wouldn't even look at the crowd like <laughs> just go to the motion so we have the product here but as I said the people going to watch United isn't the problem no. like they're they football fans as well, mostly kids as well. Going to and the it. stuff with Harry Maguire, I thought that was bad yeah. as well. Yeah, like, it's poor form, really, isn't it? Like I mean, we all know the struggles that he's had. Everybody knows. Yeah, like booing him in a friendly match at the weekend. Like, yeah, uh, and it's happened. Like uh, I listened to a couple of United you know, podcasts, and they said it was happening in America as well. Like uh, you know, in Vegas, we're, be- we're better than that. Like, yeah, you would be think we that. were better than that. But again, you're kind of going, well, who are these people that are booing them? Are these the people that like? I was there and I had to say I didn't hear it as much too much at first it was like a smattering of them like say I don't know what percentage was then all the fans there cheering over that and I was thinking geez, that's even worse like <laughs> yeah. it's patronising but the thing about that as well about who, who like it was made up of kids yeah like I don't think it's a good message to be sending no. out like little kids at the ground and you're booing one of your own players yeah. well, that's, you see that's the message right there it doesn't matter how poorly a player if you support the team you should never ever no. boo your own it player it shows how distant they are almost yeah, like, these English players like and own. in terms of him as well I've actually I don't know this is completely going off on a tangent here but I watched a documentary last night Mark Cavendish unbelievable yeah. right but just the reason they're cyclists brilliant watch it on Netflix Eric. Yeah. it's unbelievable and people forget, and myself included, and we're very judgmental nowadays, and, and maybe not just nowadays, but for a long time, people don't know what's going on in somebody's head as well. No. Yeah. Cavendish was going through hell and nobody even knew about it, right? Mm. Harry Maguire, with the abuse that that man has taken at this stage, could be going through all sorts that we don't even know about. And I just think it's gone to the point, if I was him, I would have been going into Eric Ten Hag and saying, look, Eric, you know what? West Ham are in for me. Let's just shake hands. Away I go. Yeah. I wish you the best. And, and we just go our separate ways. And let him have a fresh start and move on because he's taken enough. I actually wrote that, Eric, because like, he didn't work this hard in his career. Beat all these other guys to be either a figure of ridicule or even sympathy. He doesn't yeah. want either of those no. things. He's a professional footballer. Like, and he's a and good pro. Yeah, this is the time. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a decent enough yeah. lad. He this does, is the time I, now I'm kind of move. embarrassed by the, the flack he's taken from uh, so-called United fans. Um, so, which brings us on to the uh, the impending arrival of the Premier League. It's back. It's back this weekend. Yeah, it's incredible uh, it's back. Kicking off Friday night, uh, Burnley against City, which is an interesting opener. And I suppose, um, looking ahead to the season, uh, we, we would like to make some predictions and we, we want to get some top fours. We want to get who's going to get relegated and maybe a surprise package uh, of the season. And if any of you lads want to jump in there and give us 
Uh, listen, I think are we all agreed that City are going to win the league again? No. Oh. <laughs> well, let me go to you, Alan Cawley. Come here, straight in, straight in. I'll, I'll straight in. Who's going to challenge? I think Arsenal, actually. I'm going to go for Arsenal. Um, City are obviously phenomenal. And I watched the game on Sunday. Yeah. So while Rob was down having the prawn sandwiches, <laughs> with, watching the reserves, I was watching proper football. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I watched the game on Sunday and I know it's only the Community Shield but honestly, Eric, talk about two teams being up for it. Guardiola's face when they conceded the goal, he was up. Arteta went bananas. It's weird. And the celebrations afterwards. And and again, it's only the Community Shield but psychologically, I think it's such a boost for them. Arsenal going into the season knowing that they're the rivals. They've emerged as the yeah. rivals now and all was just to get one over on your rivals. I think it's it, it bodes well for the coming season. I think they've strengthened really well. Rice, unusually enough though, didn't play in the position where I think he should be playing or he's going to play. He started with Partey. And obviously Partey was brilliant at the early part of yeah. the season. His form dipped towards the end. And people were kind of um, associating that to Arsenal's dip along with Saliba. But I would have always thought Rice, his position is that deep one. He played as where Xhaka played as the kind of left-sided uh, of that tree. Didn't think it suited him. And you could even see him all was itching to get back to kind of yeah. being the one picking the ball off the centre half, starting the attacks. So that'll be something to look out for as they go. He could potentially play the two of them sitting in front of the back four and obviously let Odegaard ahead. Uh, that might be something as well. But I just think the way they've strengthened and how they look, the squad they've built up as well. I just think they, I think they will push them really, really close. I'm not suggesting that flat out they're going to win the league. But I think they're in with so a So really you're not saying it's just saying it's not a foregone conclusion no. that City will win. No. Okay, and that's good enough. I don't think so. Yeah. No, okay. I don't think so. Uh, City have lost players too, like Like important characters. Yeah, like, Gundawan and that. Like and then Arsenal have improved as Aaron was saying the yeah. recruitment's brilliant and the last piece they get that would really make me think they could get that gap on them is David Raya. Yeah. The goalkeeper because Ramsdale was brilliant. I don't I don't like Ramsdale. Do you know no, I don't like him. I don't think he's I think he's completely think he's overrated. Yeah, well, I think he made a lot of mistakes as well last year. Okay. But I just think this Raya guy he's is good. phenomenal. Like I watched him in the flesh against Liverpool back in April. Oh, you're saying that? You know, it's weird. His, his footwork is not it's unbelievable. Like, it's like a midfield. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely incredible and the confidence of him and he can just you can play 10, 20 yards up the pitch more and he's a better save percentage if you want to look dig into the stats than Ramsdale and he seems like a kind of cooler head and then the other one the Arsenal goalkeeper coach apparently really yeah, he has an association yeah, with so he wants him in yeah. wow, so he, he could be actually challenging Ramsdale I think by Christmas he'll replace them wow. yeah. and I do think I think they're lacking a goal scorer like in the That's, traditional that'd be the worry you're right Rob yeah. Yeah, and Jesus is well. after getting an injury yeah, that would be he's a worry. very good Like he opens up space for other players Like yeah. remember Nketiah I think he played up there or other kind of more cent- traditional centre forwards but Trossard would be kind of good as a false nine but they think they need it probably because they played Havertz there on Sunday again I think Havertz really good player good signing but not as your number nine no. yeah. um, he could drop back maybe yeah. and play behind a number nine if it was Jesus or yeah. whatever but I just think they've options now and that's what that and I think Arteta as well deserves a lot of credit yeah. um, I was very sceptical at the start and I was still never convinced despite the one day cup when he came in and that bought him a bit of time then they struggled for a year or two but what changed me was the documentary yeah. you see Honestly, him yeah, behind the, the scenes yeah, what he's unbelievable like. the way he operates the and, and, and the perception yeah. then completely changed um, and what I loved about him I mentioned this a few times as well he went after the big gun Aubameyang was the big yeah. kind of chief in the dressing room went straight for him nailed him out the door Ruthless. and it sent the message out to the rest of them as well because he ha- he did have a lot of young players and he was setting a bad example for them yeah. and I just think the culture is right there now with them as well uh, good characters Rice coming in as well Ulad, I think Rice is brilliant I know Keane had a little, yeah. little he usual. loves those little dig ah, yeah. but he also gave him a compliment as well yeah he, yeah he rates him he obviously he rates, rates him, him highly, yeah. but sure look 
I don't think anyone's worth a hundred million. That, that exactly. So yeah. it's, uh, it's all know. relative, isn't yeah. it? Really. But even but looking, I think he's a big he's a big signing. Yeah, I was looking here at Arsenal last year, the last couple of weeks of the season, they dropped points against Brentford, Everton, Liverpool. Fair enough, but they're two nil up. Lost twice to City, then dropped points to West Ham, West Southampton. Ham was a disaster. Yeah, Brighton and Forest, like that's wow. So like, but then you can look at that and go, geez, they bottled it, or you can say. Actually, very close. Here's points. Here's places where we can improve on. Yeah. Like what went wrong in those matches? And he's very analytical, Arteta. And you look at his signings. Where were they weak? Like midfield, fullback, now goalkeeper. He, he's gone for that two, <laughs> yeah. two for every position. Yeah. Type thing that City had in Guardiola. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, piece has just fallen out my ear there, so I can't even tell if uh, Roger Moore's on his way. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore, he's on the way. He's on the roundabout. Um, but uh, so, so obviously, right? So City and Arsenal are definitely shoe ins for the top four. And them are saying, okay, boys. Um, and then it becomes very, very competitive. I think you're looking at the usual suspects like uh, Liverpool, uh, United, Newcastle. Obviously, mm-hmm. Newcastle have bought well. I think they've strengthened in Brighton. good areas. Brighton. Brighton, of course, and. The one team I'd like to throw in there, and I'm getting my early surprise package off the season, or will it be a surprise, but I think Aston Villa are going to be very strong this season as well. I think Emery did an incredible job going to Villa Park. It's not based on only the time he was there, but if you just measure those points when he was there, Emery, they'd be top four. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like the form yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like um, Emery. They um, bought in some good players Tyrone as well. Mings came out and said that like, um, he basically... Changed how I look at playing football. No way! <laughs> like Did this, he, yeah? yeah, this is the level of coaching. Wow. Compared, now it says it doesn't say much for Gerard, yeah. like, but yeah. it does say a lot for him and his his pedigree. Is excellent. Understand Gerard? Very <laughs> Well, they were at loggerheads. Too, yeah, they, they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah, and he like he's top. He took manager. the captaincy off or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he had a bit of a fall now. So no, sorry, Aston Villa will be my surprise. Good shout. Possible top four contenders. Possible. Um, I'm still undecided about United. I think. I really, I'm really impressed with what Ten Hag is doing as a manager. And you mentioned the rootlessness of Arteta going mm. after Aubameyang. And Ten Hag has shown characteristics like that. Went after Ronaldo, got rid of him. De Gea is gone. He ticked the captaincy off Maguire. He isn't afraid to make them big, big decisions for the greater good. Mm. Um, and I think that will stand United in good, in good stead. I think the, the purchases they've made this summer have been decent. I love the fact that they've got Onana in. I think he's going to be a calamity at times. <laughs> I really do, but we're going to get huge entertainment there with that lad. Uh, I mean, like his first game at Old Trafford, he's, he's beaten from the halfway line. Like, you know what I mean? And what a, what a, what a picture to show a man falling into the back of the net. But I think he's overall, I think we're, we're going to get a much better um, goalkeeper. That, it's, it's a fit and hag style than De Gea did. Mm. Um, uh, with Liverpool, they're a bit of an unknown quantity, Rob, because some big personalities have left the club. Yeah. And Liverpool fans are very worried at the moment because they don't seem to have been able to was, replace them. I was looking here that, like, they say the lads who left, so Oxley Chamberlain, Keita, Milner, Henderson, Fabinho, they've, like, 900 appearances between them for Klopp. Like, a lot of experience, like, that's it? it. But, like, also, if you go through that, though, and be ruthless about it, which probably would have kept Fabinho for another year, maybe. See if he was I finished. He struggled last year. He, he was did, waning, wasn't he? Would you give him, Would you have given him a benefit out to give him another year, or do you cash in on him now and yeah. try rebuild? So I think they may. I think it's good business what they've done. They yeah. may have had fewer players. I think the only one they were keeping there was Henderson. Yeah, just for his leadership qualities yeah. or whatever. And, and he would have. He would have played a part. I'm just. I'm disgusted is a strong word, but I just Henderson. I just don't get it. No. I don't get it. I what really don't you get? If you're playing for Liverpool and. I won't say he's a hero because he's so divided, but he's he, he's won a Premier League, Champions League. He's a massive legend. Massive personality yeah. in that dressing room. Massive, absolutely massive. And I like Henderson, the person. Why would you Why would you tarnish your legacy and go over to Saudi Arabia? And it's not as if he's 40 going over there. 
He still has a part to play. Klopp yeah. wants to keep him. Why would you leave? I looked at still. a player on Sunday, right? Same, same, similar, similar enough situation with in terms of the career that they've had and how su- successful it's been. Maybe not in terms of silverware, but but profile. Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, I watched him. He's yeah. gone back and played with Cardiff, his yeah. boyhood club. Yeah. Yeah. Already made millions and millions, right? Yeah, and doesn't he's, need it. No, it doesn't need it. And he's gone back. And there he was in Ellen Road Sunday, just getting stuck in and yeah, rolling up the sleeves. And I always had Henderson down as that type of guy. Why? Why? It has me baffled. It really has. Why would you go over there when he's already a multi-millionaire? He doesn't need money. Is it the end of his England career now? As a, as a Don't. Yeah, yeah, like Don't. he could. Yeah. Look at the talent they have. Like, and yeah. you're going to be paying Saudi Arabia, playing, playing square yeah. passes <laughs> out to the fullbacks. The lads, I, like, I honestly... It, yeah. it, 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 I won't say it annoys me, but it just I, I've lost. It baffles you. Yeah, I've, it, it, it doesn't say I, a lot for modern football, does Alan? Like he's one of the guys you hold up and go, "Geez, he's a good guy. He's socially conscious. He's um, not an activist, but like he he thinks about more than just himself." Yeah. But then the money comes in and he's on the first plane <laughs> over. So. I know, and I'd love to think like if that. I, I've said this a few times. Yeah. This, but I'd love to think if I was in that situation, you'd say, you know, what, look, I've a million, two million. Tri- How much do you need? Why do I need to be going over there? And especially as I say, when it's not like he's well, at, there is a cost of living crisis in fairness, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not like he's at the tail end where where no. where Liverpool are farming. Like say for Milner, for example, yeah. and I love Milner, but, but he was done probably at Liverpool. Yeah. You know, he wasn't going to feature, wasn't going to play. So Milner again, credit to him, the professional that he is. He says, "Well, I want to go somewhere and play next year. I'm I'm nearly at the end." And he goes to Brighton and he probably feature yeah. heavily. And that, 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 that could be one of the signings of the season. Milner, I was thinking about player. signings, and I think Milner to Brighton could be an absolutely brilliant signing from the Derby. Anytime Brighton sign anyone. You're like, there's talk it's gone <laughs> into it, must there? be good like. yeah. <laughs> well Lalanis did something similar leaving Liverpool and they were mad about Lalana yeah. and he's had a huge impact on Brighton her just in yeah. terms of his in the dressing room. professionalism yeah. and Miller yeah. will be the same mm-hmm. so um, well Liverpool uh, I think sorry like last season they think they'd be much better this year yeah Liverpool yeah definitely oh, yeah. I mean they have they have like young lads in midfield who came to the fore last season they would have had benefit from a year under their belt they're going to be you know possible first team starters I now I do think it's the last year of Salah though Think he might. You think this is last? But I year? think he's going to have a big one. Yeah, two, yeah. You think it's going to blow out? Like, I think he's going to all have guns blazing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. has two years left on his deal. I'd say he'd be off to Saudi next year because the Saudi club were in for him. Yeah, he said no. that'll be put on Plus hold. Plus, a massive Luis Diaz is back. Yeah, yeah. And then Nunes, who people were unsure about. I felt the position maybe they were playing. And he looks very raw, but he has a season under his belt yeah. now. I think he'll be better if they play him down through the middle, where yeah. I think they're, they're talking about. And Jota, when I was there, Anfield, like they were yeah. singing for Jota constantly. So it's so they still have a lot of quality. Yeah, Sabasili that they've signed is really yeah. really good player. Technically, yeah. he's brilliant. He'll have a big impact. Yeah. McAllister, I'm mad about. Like yeah. You're talking about the players they lost. It might they might have lost huge personalities, but the fellas they brought in are better footballers. Yeah, yeah that's it. I think the the the, the worry from. Liverpool fans that are even my mates uh, who are Liverpool fans yes I'm mates with Liverpool fans <laughs> I'm and Rovers fans let's not go too far over. at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I do have a few Rovers fans as friends as well but anyway um, they're, they're worried about I suppose the the what's the word the, the deterioration if that's that's probably too strong a word of Van Dijk alright that mm-hmm. he's not the force he was so they're looking right now for a really good defensive midfielder to protect them a little bit more. Mm. And they, they're worried that Van Dijk is going to get exposed if they don't bring in that type of player. Now, I'm not sure the two midfielders... McAllister doesn't really play that role. He can play anywhere. Really? He's, he's that good? Like he, can play, he can play deep line well, midfield in the, in the back four? In the World Cup, back he was basically doing the, the, yeah, all he, the donkey work for 
Yeah, but he'll, he'll play in that role, but it'll be more building attacks. Yeah. That what you're saying about the protection that yeah. Fabinho... Yeah, Fabinho. Yeah. I don't think he'll do it as well as Fabinho. Yeah. But no. he'll be a better player in terms of passing forward and being progressive with the ball and all. Yeah. So I think that's a fair point from the, your Liverpool friends. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, any, any feelings I, on that about Liverpool I, and Van Dijk? I think they have a much better season. I think Van Dijk, yeah, like we're seeing them creak last season, but then you're like, it was that whole general thing. It was the, it was the team wasn't at their best. I don't think any team suffered as much due to that World Cup break and the short, and remember like the pre-season, like two or three weeks and they were back. I was looking there, like first 14 or 15 matches, they conceded the first goal eight times wow so like they were always going behind they were always chasing games and they didn't really settle down to around probably New Year Yeah. so I give Van Dijk the benefit of the doubt still I think, still think Van Dijk is maybe he's not as good as he was four years ago he's still better than most that's a very fair point Fabinho wasn't offering a lot of protection last season anyway remember this terrible tackle on Ferguson like yeah. he was yeah. he was a yard was off late, it. Yeah. 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 So and that was just a sign of him so just he was on the way slowing down yeah. I think to be fair to Liverpool and it goes back to your point there, even with the World Cup stuff. If you think of the season before that, even prior to the yeah. World Cup, Liverpool were one match away from winning everything. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and not alone that, which I've never heard this before in all the years in football, a team that every game, that if you say for the start of the season and you look at the calendar and all the fixtures are set out, not just for the league, for the Cup, the Champions League, the League Cup, and they're saying, all right, we're going to play in every single match. I've did. never heard of that in my life. <laughs> no. So that has to have an yeah. impact and a knock-on. And they're swashbuckling in the way to play. So it has to have an impact. I think and United I think almost did that this season, but they got knocked out in the semi-finals of the Europa League. Does the Europa League uh, count as much? The I know, but it's still another <laughs> game, you know what I mean? As, as, as such, like, that's you know true, what I mean? Yeah. From the so I think, to be fair to Liverpool, that's the defence I would give them a little bit yeah. for last year. Now they're obviously coming back a lot fresher, yeah. new players. I do think they'll be a lot stronger yeah. this year. Definitely. Right. And Alisson was huge as well for them. I know it's only a goalkeeper, but he was so good last season. So... The one you haven't mentioned, and I think they'll have a big say, and I'm hoping that there'll be a big improvement in them, and purely down because of the manager, Chelsea. Whoa! There we go. The oh, outliers. I don't know Chelsea. how to rate them, because I think Pochettino was top class. I still would have liked him to be my United manager. I think the squad, younger players, suits his style of football. It's a bit of a basket case. I don't know. Could be sacked by September. Like I don't know. No, I think he'll make a huge impact yeah. there, and and that's why I'm throwing them into the mix because of him. Pure no European football. He's a brilliant manager. He's, yeah. Uh, I mentioned. I probably told you say this a few times, but the little lad loves Spurs. <laughs> so, and the love affair started when it was the good Spurs with Pochettino and that Deli Ali Eriksen yeah. and Kane and Son and all. Yeah. And I just had such a soft spot for them as well, watching on. And I loved Pochettino. And even listening to Deli Ali's interview a few weeks ago, Eric. And again, going back to people and egos and money, and he just looks at the human side. Yeah. And once you get a fella like that who's feeling, you're feeling the love, he will get the best out of the likes of Mudrick yeah. and all these fellas that they've brought in. You run through brick walls for them, kind yeah, of Yeah, because he yeah. will put his arm around them and look after them, and they'll feel all of a sudden that they're not just um, yeah. a business commodity, that they're actually, I'm a human that plays football and this fella loves me, so yeah. I'm going to do everything for him. And the words like that spoke volumes for me about yeah. Deli Ali, just how good but his career fell asunder when, when Pochettino was gone. Yeah. So I think he will have a big impact on that Chelsea squad because it needs somebody to pull the whole thing together because as Robert said, it is a basket case. Yeah. But I think if there's anyone that can maybe mend it together and fix it, I think he could be the man. Yeah, it's it a hard he's, time as well. People saying, oh, he fell short with Tottenham and stuff. He got Tottenham to the Champions League yeah. final. Like, that Tottenham, incredible. That, that incredible Tottenham team in did. like 16, 17 with Dembele and all, that was one of the best Premier League teams team. I've seen. Brilliant team. So, was, was, Potts was in charge, wasn't he, when they were like, 
challenging Leicester. Remember when yeah, Leicester won the Premier League? They were yeah. probably. And he was unreal at Spurs. Yeah. yeah, Pochettino was unbelievable manager. That, I'm with Rob. I think you know, I was shouting for United get Pochettino quick. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so we've got we've mentioned Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, City. We haven't even touched off Newcastle. Newcastle, is it the difficult second season, the difficult second album? No, I think Newcastle will do well because, again, a good coach, really good manager. I think Eddie Howe's done a phenomenal job. I'm not mad on his assistant. <laughs> oh, what the, is the story with his wait, assistant? Wait, hang on. Do you see the new rule and there's yes. a couple of new rules? In the he can't stand up. What's he, he going to do? He's not no, going to be what's Eddie, what's, what's, what's he Eddie Howe going to do? All he wants is the cameras. All he wants, he loves it. That's him. Yeah, he, he loves it. He'd be telling Eddie to sit back down. <laughs> I've never seen, honestly, I've never seen the assistant that stands there like thinks he's the manager did you see one of him Potch and Howe and they're in like a circle Tins his tail <laughs> the three lads <laughs> I love uh, that but who's, who's on the podcast telling us that he's actually a really good lad uh, Damien Damien, Damien Delaney was, yeah Damien said he is yeah. good yeah. Is and then, really to be fair when it was put to Eddie Howe about yeah. I think someone set up a Twitter account for this yeah, yeah, yeah. as a bit of a joke and it was put to Eddie Howe and he kind of laughed it off and, and apparently that. other players love it they'd be slagging him and all yeah, training yeah, yeah. and all so well, it's, it's, it's there's a Newcastle documentary coming out on Friday as well on Amazon be all over it all, all or nothing <laughs> Jason Tisdale all or nothing <laughs> Jason all over and my club. <laughs> yeah, well, but, um, I think they'll struggle actually. Yeah. But, Newcastle, but, sorry. Yeah, but there's uh, the young lad Murphy from Galway that yeah, has had a great. real impact in preseason. Newcastle so fans are him. loving him. Yeah, yeah, watch out for yeah. him. They're raving about him, players yeah. and everything. How was praising him too? I just that new time wasting rule could affect him. This is this is what and I was about to you get to. Don't want to think too deep on it, but yeah, Newcastle had the ball and play for fewer minutes than any team yeah, last season. Fifty one, and now these matches are going to be going to like the World Cup. hundred minutes. That's what Guardiola mentioned, didn't he? Like he said the, the match is going to be 100 minutes now. Yeah, the players are good enough. I don't think that alone will prevent them. But that combined with Champions League and just being a bit more of a radar on them because they had such a good season, maybe they won't be as good, but he might be fifth. That'll yeah. still be a great season. Yeah. Still progress, but I think they probably won't be in the level they were last season. Harvey Barnes, good signing. Yeah. I like the way they, they go about it as well. Like They don't just go and buy like Neymar. Yeah, yeah, millions. So Harvey Barnes, really good signing, fit into what they're trying to do as well. I'm so impressed with how I always was. I really like Eddie Howe. I think he's a brilliant coach. Mm. So we say, we say Newcastle will be in the mix as well. And uh, and speaking of difficult second seasons or as a third season or is even fourth season now at this stage, but Brighton just year on year just keep getting better and better. Now they've lost some key players mm. uh, in, in, in the in the summer. It looks like they lose Casado as well. I'd say yeah, it looks like he's packed his bags, doesn't it? He's ready yeah, to go. Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, what he's brought to the Premier League and their incredible eye for new talent young talent you know <laughs> I saw a meme there on Instagram a couple weeks ago and it was a, a fella walking by with a match with a, with a magnifying glass and he said there's, the, there's a Brighton scout or a Bolivian under 12 match <laughs> picking the next <laughs> best player in the world <laughs> oh, brilliant um, so Brighton I suppose uh, they're a lot of people's favourite second team because of the, the, the style of the football they play they're so incredibly entertaining and Ferguson Thinking, yeah. So we're we're all yeah. we're looking there in terms of from our angle about our yeah. superstar. So hopefully Absolutely. he plays a lot this year. Big season for him yeah. as well. But the Zerbi I think is um, a brilliant coach. Now Guardiola I think was over egging it a bit. Was he called him a genius and all yeah. that? He's uh, a bit weird. Guardiola does stuff. Does like that, that when they're yeah. playing them, doesn't he? But he's not. He's, he's brilliant coach. But brilliant, but yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, he was. He was taking tongue in cheek a little bit, which yeah. he does. Um, so Brighton, I think I don't know. Tottenham is a team to watch. I think for who? me, Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Not for like just because the football would be so different to what it has been. Yeah, Postacoglu again. I, what a coach! I haven't like. even brought him up. Sorry. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Great shout. I think Spurs will do well. Yeah. Even if they sold Kane, I think he's staying. You think so? 
I think he's going to stay as well. Yeah. But I think he will leave after this season. Unless, unless I think the only the only way is if he realises that. Um, apparently he's really enjoying, well, po- what's his name? Postacoglu. Postacoglu <laughs> is doing. Ange. That's Ange, yeah, Ange. Yeah, we call him Ange, right? Uh, he's very impressed with what Ange has brought to the... Uh, to and the, Madison. Yeah. He set up two goals there at the yeah. weekend. Four goals. Like I love Madison. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, me yeah, and Madison. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's a baller. And maybe, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Madison has found his club. This could be the club where he, he goes to Yeah, and to I the think a manager level. as well. That'll, yeah, yeah he loved him. They're going to be the complete opposite of the where last season. Like, they're sitting deep, low block, trying to get counter-attacks. If you, and you watch Celtic, I remember you watch Celtic against Real Madrid, and the centre-halves are like... Like forty yards up the pitch, and you've got Vinicius up against. You. Yeah, the, the play, the it's all. It's like Bielsa nearly the way yeah. he used to play. I'm a, as a neutral, that's brilliant to watch. But for sports fans, they have a bit of patience with him. It would be great. And even if they were to sell Kane, like there's probably a lot you could do with that hundred million. I don't think his teams are ever built around one player. Individuals, Obviously, yeah. they'd be better for having Kane. The guy is amazing. Yeah. You know, you should go for him. Plus, if you look at the, the, if Kane stays I mean, for hundred million, if you sell him for hundred million, they could bring in twenty five players from the Japanese league. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable can do. But he, he unearthed players from yeah, yeah. like that. Incredible like really manager, yeah. yeah. And the way they played at Celtic, and obviously there's a you would think a much better caliber of player that he's dealing with now, yeah. especially the top end of the pitch. So Kane, and even from the couple of games we wrote, he's always dropping in. He can stay right up top now because yeah. Madison will do that role for him. Exactly. And you have Son on one side, Kulisevsky maybe whoever. I think I really like the look of them, yeah? Mm. yeah. I think uh, it'll be one of the teams to maybe keep an eye on purely because of the new manager's reputation is Bournemouth. Um, the new manager they got in there, what's his name again? He's, yeah, that's what he said, Robbie. Um, <laughs> I don't like what they've done either. No, no of course, with, the, what, with, Gary with what happened to, uh, what's his name? O'Neill, Gary O'Neill. Yeah, that was, He's that going was to tough. Wolves. But apparently, Wolves are having murder, aren't they? Yeah, because not getting any money and Lopetegui doesn't look like he's even going to be there. But and done a, done a brilliant job, Lopetegui, when he came in last year. Yeah. There, were, there were borderline yeah. relegation when he came in. Yeah, well, Matt. he was my nomination for the first manager to leave because already in the last week or so he's been he, giving out a bit of lack of investment. Could be gone by. The, it could be gone before the United yeah, match. Even, he's doing a Scott record. Park. Remember, yeah. Scott Park? was that last year? Scott last Park? year, he lost after one match, slaughtered the chairman, and, and then O'Neill keeps them up. Yeah, so he's yeah. like the new firefighter. So Gary O'Neill's been linked with the Wolves job. I don't think that's a shrewd choice. He's a job. Moyes could be the first one to go. Yeah. It's a bit of trouble there. But this Moyes, new guy that... There's an outside, he's outside shout like because he's clashing with the sporting director apparently. He wants younger players and Moyes like, no, get me Harry Maguire. Yeah, <laughs> get, get me, me Scott McTominay. Get me the lads McTominay, in. The Prem- yeah. yeah, get me the Premier League lads in and they're basically disputing of what to do with the Royce money. Okay. So right. Moyes could be... That's one to watch. Yeah, one to watch. Even though he did great and he won the Global the, Conference League. The, the Bournemouth manager anyway I know it was sad to Gary O'Neill right? but apparently the reason they, they, they got rid of Gary O'Neill is because this manager had become available and has been you know he's been flagged by a lot of top European clubs as he's the next big manager like De Zerbi comes in with a reputation like De Zerbi with shrewd tactical analysis entertaining football so I'm just interested because they've set him up so high I'm just so interested to see what Bournemouth are actually like this season will Bournemouth be the new Brighton so to speak, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd be interested to see Bournemouth against Brighton. The massive South Coast old firm derby. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> um, so we've done all the teams that we think will be in so the top four. You put it to me straight yes. away. Who I think is going to win the league. Who do you think is going to win the league? I think City will win the league. Unfortunately, I think City. Okay. And you're going with Arsenal. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I'll then go with my top four then. So I'll say City, Arsenal... Um, I'm probably putting the death knell on them, but I'm going to say United. And you were always going to say United. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Liverpool. I say City, Arsenal, 
Liverpool and United might squeak in. I st- still think there's it's a bit of a weird squad as well. Like you've all the main players are older. Like you've Bruno, Varane, Casemiro, all the guys like twenties, early thirties. Then yeah, he's buying a lot of younger players. Yeah. And um, I was watching Ericsson the other day, and he looked laboured a little bit. He looked yeah. a bit like one of those lads playing the soccer eight games. Yeah. That sounds very <laughs> harsh, like because he's been amazing. But that player. game on Sunday was like a soccer. It was. Game. No, that's that's also <laughs> true. But um, I don't. It didn't look like a guy you're going to call upon for forty games of the season. Yeah, impact so maybe. I think Mount will be good. But I still don't know if they're going to make that gap up to what. No, I don't either. No, I think pe- pe- a lot of the- go on. Sorry, Eric. I, I think it, I think it also depends on, on like I mean, there's there's reports of a sixty million double deal in for McTominay and Maguire, mm. and I think a lot of United fans will go, yeah, let's take it, and then yeah. bring him on Amrabat in. He would make a big difference. Oh, yeah, class, yeah. And they're being linked for another centre half who plays for Nice as well. Uh, top, I forget his name, but you'll find it. Google it. Nice <laughs> centre half, French lad, United. <laughs> I think. Anyway. Uh, I think a lot depends on the centre forward. Yeah, you know that's huge. The young lad coming in, a yeah. lot of pressure on his shoulders. Oh, of course, that's a big signing. So, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Chelsea. <laughs> oh, you know you're not even in top four. No, I don't see oh. it. I don't see it. I like Ten Hag, but I just don't see it. Why they're not going for Kane? Yeah. break the bank. They scored. Why are you bringing in? What did they spend on Hoyland? Seventy million. Yeah, yeah. it's going to go up to nearly ninety. They, they scored fifty-eight goals last year. Which is probably like Man City scored about 150. I know, yeah. I don't, like, I don't see it. I there's a lot of clubs scored. Anthony, if you're United. relying on that, Anthony, I wouldn't yeah. give him. I wouldn't let him play down the Carlisle grounds. <laughs> Hang on a second, Al. I'll defend Anthony <laughs> till the day I die. I think he's got something. I think he doesn't say he has something. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's something you don't want. We, look, we won't. We won't. We won't dwell on him too long. But I just think uh, he's got his first season out of the way. He knows what it's about, and I just think we're going to see an improved and better. Anthony this season Improved. anyway moving on to the relegation <laughs> spots <laughs> no time to come in there <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of boxed off nearly the <coughs> two of them I'd say you reckon Luton go for and, it Luton Robbie. and Sheffield United like, that's probably, my two it's probably done and then it's, it's sorry say, Sheffield United and who Luton Luton and okay. you'd like pick between whoever has the worst season now Wolves or I like Dyche and even Keith Tracy last week talking about him kind of confirmed I love Dyche yeah how great of a man manager he is but also great tactically but it's really that's a tough tough gig from there right? I think they'll be better though Yeah, he has his feet under the table now I don't see them being down kind no. of the positions they've been in the last couple of years they'll be down around 13, 14 but they won't be I can't see them in fighting relegation no. like they have because they're lesser teams than them that the and I think Dyche is a bit more yeah, yeah. kind of his feet under the table as I say and they are like obviously they're a bigger club than Burnley and, and he, he did amazing things at Burnley so I think now that the longer he's there at Everton the better they will get um, I would agree with Rob Luton gone Sheffield United gone Wolves yeah yeah I'm going to tip Wolves for relegation as well and I'm going to throw another one into the mix that we haven't mentioned yet but I think this could be I'm going to say Forrest he did a good I'm job I'm going to say Forrest are going to get dragged down into it this season uh, I know they were in it last season but I think they're he, gone this season he's I think. a top coach and Steve Cooper yeah. yeah and I think with him it's almost a case of get out when the time is right because it's, it's a bit of a basket case as well there yeah, the like owner's a bit mad. scattered yeah so he's signing all these players like he and they're under investigation now as so well aren't they you'd imagine at some point someone at a bigger club or not necessarily bigger or better job will come along someone will get sacked and he'll be in the, the mix for it and he'll yeah. probably be like now is the right time before I go down with the ship here and yeah, exactly. 700 the players mad, aren't they? Yeah. What? Like, what? does money make people go mental I think to. so. <laughs> we'll never know. I was looking at um, <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, yeah. right, and massive club, and they played on Friday night. They opened the championship season against Southampton, and they have an owner as well, like that, like yeah. in the same probably cat b- bracket, Chancery. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at Chancery. I'm looking at the the lads after doing the aftermatch in from Daily Mount 
enjoyable evening Daily Mount as usual on a Friday night <laughs> sitting down cup of tea the boys are on David Prutton and the analysis of the game and next thing I'm looking and I know the ground I'm familiar with the ground and the big stand opposite the dugouts Chancery in the in block capitals. No way. He printed his name into the stand. Oh my god! And I'm saying this is like bonker stuff. Oh wait, he, hang on! I didn't even know. I thought it was a phrase we're using. He's a bit of a chancery. No, isn't. No, he's yeah, that his name. Right, that yeah, chancery yeah. isn't it? Chancery. Yeah. I'm yeah. right, am I? Yeah, that says it all. Yeah. It? What? Like what? What? Like if I took over a club tomorrow, I wouldn't be plastered. <laughs> Callie all over in the stand. You say that now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take over the league. I don't want to take over the club. <laughs> yeah. So um, FEI, if you're listening, I'm, I'm the man to take over this. <laughs> I'll league. call it to drive the league. Um, so okay, so I, I, sorry, as just a recap again. I'm saying Forest, uh, Sheffield United, and who was my other? Luton Town. I think we all. No, no I'm not going. We want to see Luton do well for our yeah. I think Luton yeah. are going to be the, the the little. I know I said uh, Villa to to challenge the big guys, but I think Luton could surprise a few people as well, purely for their home form. And playing in that tiny ground. I actually think that could be the ground that I always visit a random ground throughout yeah. the season. It was QPR Loftus Road last year, read a great day. I think I'm going to go to Kenilworth Road this year. <laughs> I actually am. And all the, the beautiful memes with the away sex and go yeah. man well, sitting with <laughs> 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 in the back garden or in, in sure, the terraces. The, the, is it their first couple of home games they can't play can't because play. they're trying to get the ground ready? Yeah, yeah, I know. That happened to Blackpool remember years ago when Ian Holloway was manager. They almost stayed up as because well. Because of that yeah. ground. Yeah. Greenfield Road, the pitch it's, was in sh- Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Usually when a team comes up like that who like no hope as you seem like on paper usually develops a bit of spirit and they actually do surprise people there's an idea for your next quiz Rob because I did the Man United one <laughs> <Did> the other <laughs> day that's an old one oh the retro one yeah yes. I liked it the grounds oh that's a good league one, grounds yeah. I like and I yeah, love the names yeah. of all <laughs> test people out on the league grounds that's yeah. Bloomfield Road Kenilworth Road and, and even uh, what were they called before they were sponsored you know the way and I always go off the old like to me yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Earson Park do you still call it, still yeah. call it Lansdowne Road yeah yeah absolutely yeah, it'll yeah, always yeah, be Lansdowne Road yeah yeah um, right, so sorry. Yeah, my other team was. I said I'm going to say Forest, uh, Wolves, and, and I'm going to go with Sheffield United. They're my three. You don't have Luton going down. No, I think they're going to. I think they're going to be the tiny little surprise package who just managed to stay up. They'll, they'll be, but they'll go down next season. <laughs> <laughs> this season when they move into a new stadium, and, all, they yeah. Get yeah. <laughs> and they've all Benny as well. So we yeah, I, 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 yeah, we'd I like mean, to see him do well, especially for him. I'd love to see, I love, see him I, doing I'm well. I'm a big fan of yeah. Benny. Yeah. He seems like a great guy, Rob. Uh, I would say actually I think I, I like your one yeah I'll probably throw Luton in there just at the okay. end and maybe <laughs> As a Luton net. Sheffield United you know, and maybe Forest or actually I have to pick one probably Wolves given yeah. how much of it it just doesn't look great when you're signing free transfers and there's no money coming in the manager's giving out all summer and then especially when he did such a really good job yeah yeah, last year yeah. they should yeah. be backing him now he came in and steadied the ship didn't he really so um, and they've lost big players like Neves yeah he's a massive to so, them like you know yeah. he's gone and um, for the outlanders prediction I think I don't know if it's but I think Villa could be really, really good this season yeah. under Emery. So, that, so yeah, that's a, that's another. You just t- stepped on it there, Robbie. <laughs> the, the most outlandish prediction, which is one we record right now, and we look back and laugh our holes off at the end of the season, going, ha, "What were you thinking there, Al?" Okay, um, <laughs> Son to be the top scorer. That's a Hume good. Min Son. That is outlandish. That the is chances outlandish. they ask great, me for outlandish, especially when you have that freak playing for Man City. Yeah, ask me for outlandish. Yeah, yeah, that is. But look, you don't have to talk for you, Alan. But if you manage like that, creating so many chances, like Son, you'd imagine will be. In well, it was last. Was it? Was it last season or the season before? You, season before joint joint was uh, Salah, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. I love Son as well. Maybe that's why. But I love Son. I like that <laughs> one. For me, I, I think something better than Villa doing well. I think this could be Klopp's last season. That's an interesting I don't one. Know, he's just getting more grumpy. Have a feeling. Yeah, I don't just, know. Him and Salah. I think Liverpool will be back this year. Yeah. I think they'll do I think well. Liverpool will be refreshed. 
him and Salah though, I feel one of them, I think Salah maybe more so, this could be his last season, just feels like it's coming to a natural end. My outlandish prediction is, even though he's a brilliant manager, I think Pochettino gone by Christmas. Because <laughs> it's Chelsea, and it's Jaman running the club. Yeah, mad. Yeah. Again, oh, money. Money. Yeah. Um, so How come you didn't go mad when you got all the money? <laughs> Well, <laughs> it was only 20 euro on a scratch card now, fairness, but... <laughs> but yeah, what's his name? Um, what's the owner's name again? Like for, the, Todd, Todd Bowley. Yeah, Todd Bowley, yeah. yeah. So I just think there's just I just think it's still a bit but of a... But do you think he's there. learned a little bit from maybe like the kamikaze stuff when he came in? He's trying to sell a stake in the club And you'd well. like to think if I was a mate of Todd Bowley. Yeah. But these fellas and don't you listen because they're football. all egos so they just yeah. think they're right no but matter that's what. That's what I'm saying is he's surrounded by yes men. That's, you know, that's, it, that's what they generally do these fellas. Yeah. But surely you'd like to think of a good mate say here Todd calm down. Yeah. Like I don't that. think it's actually enough to nearly be made of it. I know we all laugh at it but how monumentally terrible that was to come in and spend 600 million on new yeah. players finish 12th. And the contracts that they were given <laughs> to him. Contracts. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't that just an FFP? Yeah. Well, that's the, he yeah. thought I'm beating the system. Yeah. Here. But the problem with that is they're, stuck. they're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> no one will touch them. Or he was the, thinking, you know, if I have them for and they do great, I'll sell them on. Yeah. He sacked the Champions League winning manager. He sold all homegrown players. The whole midfield that won the Champions League is gone. He still don't have a striker. He spent 300 million in January alone. If you actually take a few steps back, you're like, this is. And if they weren't as rich, he'd would have ran them into the ground. Yeah, like. yeah. Maybe so, I'll just hold up. I'll reverse that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the man to fix are you, this? Are you looking at a piece of my Chelsea talk now? <laughs> no, no. Sorry, they'd be relegated if they weren't nearly immune from that. If they I were level down, mm. run the club that badly would oh, result no, in relegation. What he did. Un, un, like you just you can't comprehend like his level of misunderstanding of what was going on there. And I think to be fair. Getting rid of Tuchel as well as just yeah. like Tuchel's an unbelievable manager, like like up there the top three coaches in the world. Unbelievable, probably, like, you know what I mean? For even that to come into your head at the time, like, yeah. what is he thinking? You know, <laughs> it, was, it was baffling, absolutely baffling. So a lot of excitement to look forward to. In the yeah, Premier I'm really looking forward. Season. It's it's hard to believe it's back already. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. It takes a while to get back into it, and you're like, yeah. after the first week, be. and there'll be a couple of shock results. And you haven't mentioned Burnley. I think company will have yeah. a big impact. You reckon they could be little surprise packages? Yeah, I think they'll be they'll be mine just in terms of him and. Turf Moor always yeah. looked like a kind of lively place to go. He's completely changed the, I suppose, the view on them in terms of how to play as well. They're exciting to watch now, and I think they'll have a big season, Burnley. And mm. Irish player as well, Josh Cullen. Be interesting to see him at that level in yeah. Premier League every week. And will he start? He's a big player from. Yeah, he's brought him from Anderlecht and started him every game. So be keeping an eye on him. I think he's the next City manager. Is it Darrell Shea? Darrell Shea's gone there as well, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shea. I like O'Shea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good one about Cullen. Good point to raise, Rob, because. A lot of people really like Cullen with, with Ireland. I'm not overly convinced. I Me think either. he's okay. But obviously now he was one of the players of the championship, but it's a big step up. So I'm interested to see how he yeah. gets on now playing. And as Robbie says, company loves him. Yeah, like he really yeah, he's a big him. part of their That's plans. It, yeah. and, and again, it could be down to a manager who loves you and f- he could be he could be fantastic. I yeah. hope he is. That'll be a test of him as well. Can he get these guys if he is that next the next Pep for Man City? Yeah. Like if he can get these guys who are championship players or reserve players competing in the Premier League then we really is, he probably is the real deal then company I spoke to uh, Luke McNally's dad there a couple of weeks back and we were asking him about like obviously Luke as well is doing great he's gone on loan now as well yeah. uh, and whether Burnley were holding on to him and I asked him about company he said he's absolutely phenomenal really? really yeah and how good he is with Luke and the young lads even though Luke's not playing 
gives him his time, coaches him, helps him, tips, even advising him where to go in terms of the loan move and all. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, so company apparently is a great fella. It comes off, it comes across in interviews as very impressive, he doesn't he? Waste his time in football. He should be head of the UN or something. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. the great, most articulate, intelligent. He has that presence <laughs> yeah. about him. And as you say, completely articulate. You kind of go, wow, that's that big dog at centre half off sea. And he's a great player as well. Yeah, yeah he's brilliant. Um, and as he said, possibly the next man to take over from Pep, especially if Burnley do well this season. Great one to start it as well. Turf Moor, yeah. Friday night, Burnley City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the computer randomly picks the fixtures, does yeah. it now? Does it really, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I, I suppose the, we can have a look back at things, look look at things in our own league this uh, this weekend. weekend. And we're in this, Al, Robbie, we're in this kind of weird situation where everyone is kind of going, hang on a second, that's, we all thought Rowers were going to run away with the league, but it, it's potentially a four or five horse race at the moment because there's only six points separating four, the top I'd five. Say four, I'd four. Four, yeah. Who are you including as the fifth on Dock? Dock are three, four points behind Bowes, I think it is. But they still could go on a little run and, 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 and close that gap. Now, whether it's enough to catch Rovers, I don't know. So maybe, okay, top four, it looks like. A, a Pats a, win the weekend and Rovers lost, it'd be a point between them. So. Which and is conceivable. Absolutely, they're playing shells. Shells are talking. Yeah, it's never an easy match for anyone. Never, no. And um, I tweeted about this on Friday night because I was down in Daily Mount, as I said, and Bowes were very underwhelming again, yeah. Eric. But they got the job done. They got the victory. Big win, 4-2. Obviously, draw the man sent off and that helped. But still, they made heavy weather of it. They equalised to make a two-all when it was ten, when they were down yeah. to 10 men. But then they scored literally a minute later the next attack um, or got the penalty and that kind of sealed it then for them. And the late goal, Clark played well as well. I'm just, I'm not convinced by Bowes at all uh, this season. Yet, I still think they have the makings of a really good team and they're still very much in that top four to win the league. But if you go back to the start of the season, they're the ones, I never had them down as run away with the league or winning the league. But they've gone from top and an unbelievable start down to kind of hanging on to that fourth place. Yeah. So that would be a concern for me, bar the UCD win and the draw the win of the last two weeks. I think it was two wins in 10 before that. Yeah. So the form isn't great in that regard. Uh, but yet, if you just start the season now with 10 games to go, they're bang in the mix. With, it, with a decent squad, I would say. So, I still think Rovers are the favourites, but they've struggled all year mm-hmm. um, from their standards, I suppose. And then you have Pats, who, like, their form was that bad, the manager got the sack. Yeah. A new manager's come in and... He's done a great he's job. done a great job, and yeah. they're very much in the mix. And what I like is the young lads that are coming through, obviously, and they look like a really kind of emerging team. Yeah. Is it a season too early for them? But they're bang in the mix. But I think the ones who will push Shamrock Rovers right till the end is Dury. Really? Yeah, because of the experience that they have, players that have been there and done it. Um, I just think the European stuff, people are saying it might be a distraction. I think it will build momentum for them as okay. well and galvanise everybody in behind them to think, look, we have a league to go and win here as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, you're right, Eric. I, I tweeted this, the, the exact line was, all of a sudden the title race is broken out with 10 games to go. Like, yeah. And it's great. And yeah. I'm, But they, they're the reasons why I think even though we have the four teams, I think Derry are still best equipped to right. go with. Derry have a game in hand, so if they win that, they'll be four points behind Rovers. So, and I was at Derry Rovers at Talabak in March, and it was very much felt like all oh, two title rivals here. Mm. No one was talking about Pats or yeah. sorry, Eric Bowles as much. Then <laughs> it was more. It was no, and be I Derry think to be like, fair to Declan, and I said this all along at the start as well. If you had to say at the start of the year to Declan, you'd be finished. You'd finished third or Europe or whatever. He would have snapped your hand off and then built on it next year. I think because of the start they had, 
I'm just concerned about the drop off, mm-hmm. and there's been a big drop off. Yeah, yeah. And you're never going to maintain that start. I'm not saying you're no, going to win every game, not. but but the the run of form in recent weeks. I know they've won the last two, but I say UCD and Drada. But the, the I, this is probably the best way of of kind of summarising it is their next three games. Yeah, this will decide it. Will decide where yeah. they're going so to be. So they've they're the Derry and Rovers yeah. in the next three games, yeah. and that's going to define so, that season. So if we're sitting here in three weeks' time and they're still only four points <coughs> behind Rovers or whatever two, then they're back. It's game on. Yeah, yeah, it's game on. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose uh, any Bowes fan uh, before the start of the season, the priority was always to be let's try and get a European place. Europe yeah, is that, huge. Like, and they're willing to shout like, for that. We remember doing the book with John um, Caulfield and all he would talk about was like, Europe, Europe, Europe. Yeah. And it's like, he left Cork in like May and he'd be like to the board like, are you saying like, Europe is the big thing. Get the league form is bad. But the money you can get from Europe and the boost you can get from it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know some fans might be disappointed if you're not going to push rovers, but to even get into Europe, that can. I oh, know, well, it's in fairness to Declan, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. his first full season. So, yeah. like, nobody expected him to win a league. And I would yeah. be critical of that. If they're in the mix, great. But the key thing for him was make sure that we finish in Europe this yeah. year. And, and they're still bang on course for that. And, and, and the, I hope to do. You know, yeah. a last 16 home tie against Rock Mount in the Cup as Absolutely, well. Absolutely. Yeah. playing Pats. So, yeah. one of them is going out. Yeah. You know, so it's. it's All it's, to play for still. It's, it's great. That's what yeah. I'm thrilled about that it's not already signed, sealed and delivered and the trophy's back. It could very well end up back at Tala and they are still the favourites and rightly so because they're the best squad in the league let's be honest here like you know yeah, I, and I have a feeling I don't think they're going to win it this year Eric. Right. Yeah. and who, who would you who, so, yeah, sorry just, who would you Derry. say Derry of course yeah. I think Derry yeah I think I, I like even though we're playing them on Friday I think Pats are going to push Rovers all the way I think Pats will be the team rather than Derry mm. to push to push Rovers it, it could very end. well be I yeah. just I hope like as I say we're 10 games out and we feel like a title race has broken out I hope we're still sitting here in eight weeks and there's still yeah. two or three teams in it Yeah, it'd yeah. be great for us that's what we want I'll be amazing yeah. for the league um, yeah. you're a Pats man Robbie how are you, are you feeling a bit confident now yeah like, but I, st- I still feel that as a start of the season I was looking at it like Derry are the ones who are built nearly to challenge Rovers Pats, it'd be a bit like yourself with Bowes. It's a Euro- another European campaign would be great. You'd take it, even if, even though they are playing well at the moment, they're high up, but I still feel like Derry are probably the most likely one to challenge Rovers. It's similar to the, Rob, the, the Arsenal thing, yeah. I suppose. Like, Arsenal, I always felt last year, were were kind of at the stage where it was a season too early for them to yeah. win. Whereas this year, they've gone close. You nearly need to lose one to win one. Yeah. They, they've gone really close. They're ready to go this year. I have them down as bang title contenders winning the league. Whereas Pats and Bowes, they're the Arsenal of last yeah. year. It's still very early in terms of the development of the team. Whereas Derry have been building for the last two or three years yeah. ready to go. And this was the year I said at the start of the year. They have to go and challenge Shamrock Rovers yeah. now and potentially win the league. Mm. Yeah. And they're still in the mix to do it. Yeah, they still have. It's it's, it's a very exciting time in the league, uh, the League of Ireland. And... Uh, uh, we won't be them League of Berlin fans saying you can down and support your local because there's no tickets left all the games will be sold out anyway so hard luck so go and watch our Premier that's League on Sky Sports that's not even a joke like. I know yeah. we won't get it's a, an extra we probably treat. won't get a ticket to Pats Bowls on Friday <laughs> we're watching Man City Pats Ball, Ball. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who does the press passes at Richmond Park no. <laughs> with Sorty out Robbie um, so yeah uh, so that's that's that. We, lads again we've run out of time and as I said I've said before many occasions it's always a good sign of a podcast when all of a sudden you know your time is up we could be here all day or <laughs> yeah we could be yeah uh, so uh, that was episode 20 of House of Football with Sports Show and William Hill. Uh, huge thanks to Robbie Redmond and Alan Cawley for joining me on what was a very interesting episode. We hope you enjoyed it. You know the story. Share, like, subscribe, tell your mates and we'll see you again next week. You've been listening to House of Football, brought to you by Sports Joe and William Hill.